it, so call me back. Okay, love you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Online, the show for spilling guts and sharing secrets. Today, we're doing what is arguably the most sleepover type episode we've ever done, live from Morgan's bed. This is my sister, Mo. Hey. Morgan. <laughs> I'm visiting her in LA for the weekend. We just did like a we were filming a dance, a little dance film in the sand dunes, the Imperial Sand Dunes, mm-hmm. all day today. I'm sunburnt to a fucking crisp. And that's the story. Here we are. This is going to be a fun episode because Morgan doesn't fucking talk. <laughs> I get scared. <laughs> I get nervous. It's like, it's just going to be me. And then there's going to be all these silences where I'm like, yes, ma'am, <laughs> you are holding a mic. Do you have anything to add? I'm shy. It's like, it's just, it's like a camera that's right there. And you're like acting like there's a stranger in the room with us right now. <laughs> One time. One time we tried to record an episode of the podcast with our little brother. It was me, Morgan, and Luke. And we were sitting on the porch of our our parents' beach house. And it was like 10 p.m. And we probably sat on that porch trying our absolute hardest to record this episode for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. We started and stopped a million times because every time the vibes were off. <laughs> they were atrocious. So it was like... Vibes. I don't know what what was the many reasons why that episode just wasn't working. Luke kept starting fights. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we were like five minutes into like recording, and all of a sudden he like went into something really depressing, and I was like, yo yo, you can't like bring that up like right now. Like, we were like, Luke, we cannot we gotta, start like, the episode off like it here. We can't just like jump right in. He's like randomly. It felt like. When people set up tables and they're like, da 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 da, debate me. Like, that's what I felt like Luke kept doing every single time we would start. Like, he would just like pitch something and be like, like, what was he going off about? Oh, he thought that TikTok music was ruining a generation. And he started like going into a spiel. And I was like, I don't even know if I'm passionate enough to debate about (laughs) this. Like, I don't know. It went on for like 20 minutes and then the whole episode is just that. And you're like, all right, I I don't know how I feel about this. I love your passion, but like, where is this going? <laughs> what are we doing? So, as you can tell, I'm the talkative sibling. <laughs> yes. Well, Morgan's not not talkative, but y- y- I mean, I'm shy also. I just think we're two different genres of shy. Yeah, I agree. Cuz you're like shy at first and then like Yeah. Which I am too like when I meet people, but I guess like you're very used to like putting yourself yeah like having a lot of people i'm not phased by see because like sitting in front of a camera or like doing the podcast this feels the same to me as sitting by myself like i'm not aware that there's a camera there Mm -hmm. and i feel very aware yeah (laughs) so i'm like this is just we're just vibing and chilling and you're like I'm on a stage. I know. I feel like I'm in like public speaking class. I'm and I'm like giving dancing. a speech and I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> I'm like doing improvisation and acting class. Yeah. And I'm like, what comes next? <laughs> I don't know. So we've got some sister advice to give. Why are we qualified to give sister advice? Because, you know, we're like peanut butter and jelly. We're like... <laughs> <laughs> that was so... You can be the peanut butter to my jelly of you. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, that song? You could be the peanut butter to my jelly. <laughs> you could be the butterflies that feel in my belly. What goes after that? You could be the captain and I can be your first mate. And you, you could, could be, be the chills that I feel on a first date. <laughs> Wait, what is that song? I don't know what it's called. It's by Auburn, isn't it? That's early YouTube vibes. Early music video YouTube vibes. Don't know if I could ever be without you. Because, boy, you complete me. The perfect two. Oh, yeah. Perfect two by Auburn. <laughs> yeah. A sleigh. A sleigh of a song. Well, I think for the most part, like... We we don't have very many conflicts. We just no. and we we have a great relationship. We're very close. We're besties. So bestianas. Yeah. yeah, we're four years apart. I'm 25. Morgan is 22. Yes. Yeah, you just turned 22. For a second, I was like, we're four years apart, but that would be 21. And I was like, that's not right. That's because I'm about to be 26 in a month. Mm-hmm. Some people would say that four years is a big age gap but i've never felt like it was big yeah between the two of us and like morgan's um i'm the oldest and then there's cole who's 23 about to be 24 and Mm -hmm. then there's luke who's the youngest who's about to be 18 soon in six months (laughs) so not that soon um but i think that Morgan and I have just always been the closest and it's because we are, I mean, we did all like the same things growing up. We have a lot of the same hobbies and we have very similar senses of humor. I think also I, what's funny though, is that like, like you're shy and I'm shy, but you're the funniest person I know. (laughs) Like I laugh harder with Morgan than I do with literally anyone else on the face (laughs) of the planet. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm with you for like five seconds and something happens and it's like I just start losing it. Yeah. Also Morgan's like accidentally funny. <laughs> like one time. Oh this is just like what brought this up early in the car because I was reminded of it. But when I was here like two years ago, we woke up really early to go to Disneyland and we get in the car <laughs> and Morgan is blasting I'm a winner baby by RuPaul <laughs> at only top way to do it. volume as we're driving and I was like that's so fucking funny like she doesn't even realize how funny this is <laughs> I just remember thinking we were like so tired, like <laughs> no, so like, fucking dead tired. silent in the car. And we were like, I'm a winner. I was just like, this will make up. <laughs> I just like cranked it to like full blast. And it was just like, we were sitting there and like RuPaul was just like, I'm a winner. <laughs> it raised my spirits. <laughs> and then the first time that I visited here, we're driving back from the airport and Morgan's just like pointing everything out to me. Like this is the in and out. That's the Ralph's I go to. <laughs> And then we get to a rotary and she goes, this is my rotary. <laughs> it's like just dead silent in the car. I was like, nice, Morgan. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> 
But I feel like there's like something like that every four minutes when we're together. Yeah. I feel like I'm always like I'm always laughing when I'm with you <laughs> as well. <laughs> Just good vibes. <laughs> so, anyways, all of that being said, Morgan and I would love to read about your guys's life and your stories. Yes. And give you our perspective as sister besties. Okay. So this first one I already read out loud to Morgan because I was gobsmacked when I read it. This was the kind of juice that I was hoping that we would get in the box. You guys really provided for me here. It reads, this has been a debate between my sister and I for over a decade. I'm the younger sister. And when I was like seven and my sister was 13, I had one of those bumpy straws that come in theme park cups. When you blow through it, it whistles. I was whistling through this straw and my sister told me to stop or she was going to take it because it was annoying her. And I, of course, ignored her and continued to do it. She then ripped it from my mouth. And guess what? Those ridges on the straw ripped out my front teeth. Obviously, this is her fault for ripping it out of my mouth, right? But she has always claimed it's been my fault because I didn't stop when she told me to. But that's what little sisters do. I would love to hear your opinions as sisters yourself. Age seven and 13. 13 year old rips the front teeth out of the seven year old's mouth, which is objectively so funny. And I actually don't care who's right or wrong in this scenario. I would like to speak to the mom. <laughs> I'm imagining this is happening in a car, too. Oh, I was picturing like they were at like a, a theme park or something. I was picturing like the mine, car ride home from the theme park. Like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like being in the backseat of the car riding home from the theme park seven-year-olds blowing air into a straw older sister rips the straw pulls the teeth out and mom's like i'm just like i i'm i applied it to our own family mm-hmm. i'm imagining like four kids in the car and then me and you in the back and i pull your front two teeth out and mom's like literally about to commit homicide the way that could literally like be integrated into my memory if like you told me it happens like, i would totally be like like if you read me that story and was like this that's was happened us. to I us i'm like yeah I, yeah i remember it yeah that was trauma that i stored deep in the brain that's why i don't remember it i mean i think objectively it, it can't possibly be the seven-year-old's fault she just wanted to play with her little straw i mean i will agree with the 13 year old that you were annoying and maybe in some reality you had what was coming to you but i don't think that we can blame the seven-year-old for being a seven-year-old yeah it reminds me of uh that story with dad when he was at the ballpark and he had like that whistle (laughs) oh yeah wait what he had like a oh at the patriots game yeah yeah our (laughs) I think we talked about this is like featured in one of my old old vlogs it's probably not even on the channel anymore Mm. right yeah 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 playing like fucking cards against humanity with luke and he was like 12 yeah oh yeah (laughs) and luke had the card that was like what was it a something hand job yeah whatever sad hand job sad (laughs) hand job luke had that card and we were all sitting there was me morgan luke and my dad my dad was like i can't play this game with him (laughs) (laughs) a 12 year old picks up a card and says a sad hand job and he's like what's that yeah (laughs) he had no idea but um yeah 
Wait, you tell the story. I think I remember the end of it, but I don't remember the beginning. Well, the, okay. So dad was at the Patriots game and he had like a, one of those, like horn. hold the mic close to your, oh, mouth. sorry. He had like a horn and he was blowing it so obnoxiously. Like it was screeching and <laughs> the guy behind him this got guy's so, six coronas deep by the way the guy behind him got so mad at him that he like took it out of his mouth and threw it all the way across the stadium and my dad was just sitting there like like what the fuck just happened <laughs> like a grown man just like so took funny. this horn out of my mouth and threw it i love old people beefing yeah that's also just like objectively so funny to picture dad that happening to. He looks like big Caillou. Like that's so funny. Yeah. Somebody rips a horn off of six foot Caillou's <laughs> mouth and flings it across a football stadium. And that's what I'm saying. Like that wasn't dad's fault. That was the other guy's fault. Cause he, he was like jiving. And- right. If he ripped out dad's two front teeth. <laughs> well, no, no, even worse. <laughs> No, but I get what you're saying, though, because it's like, yeah, it might be annoying, but also he's at a football game. Like, you're allowed to be annoying at a football game. You're seven. You're allowed to be exactly. annoying when you're seven. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, that, that actually, that was a great comparison. I know, right? Because that totally applies there, too. So, if we were in a court right now and somebody presented that as additional evidence, I'd be like, I'm really on the side of the seven-year-old Because when you apply now. it to old people, it like, <laughs> then you see it in perspective and like, okay, but this is, this is a seven-year-old, so... <laughs> Like, Which is funny because I feel like people would be like more okay with if like a guy at a football game knocked dad's teeth out by ripping a horn away from him. <laughs> yeah. Like I think to us we might be like that guy sucks. But then to other people they might be like well your dad's an asshole <laughs> for blowing a horn. Maybe he was good at it though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Case closed on that one. We're blaming the 13-year-old. On Honestly, if if the 13-year-old grown-up sister now is listening to this, I would say that, like, maybe you just need to own that as, like, it was funny. Like, yeah, you're at fault, but, like, that's a power move at the end of the day. <laughs> You annoy me, I'll knock your two front teeth out. And yeah, maybe that makes me a bitch, but I did what I needed and to I'd do. And I'd do it again. <laughs> I would do it again. So I'm like, maybe instead of arguing that you weren't the problem, you just need to own that you are the problem and be proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be a better route for you. All right. Next up. What were your favorite sister memories that you have accumulated over the years? Do you have any sisterly traditions? I'm a little sister and I love my sister very much. And I'm so curious as to how you keep your sister relationship thriving. Every December, we always play Toontown. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only one. (laughs) Listen, Um. if you've never played Toontown, then you don't get it. And you know what? Every time I mention this, I always feel like people think I'm fucking joking when I say that we spend 
hours and hours and hours of our oh, lives. Yeah. We're both maxed. Yeah. If you even know what that, that means. That takes like years and years you, and years. If you've never played it, you don't even understand what the fuck I'm saying. But if you've played it, knowing that both of us are maxed is like you, you need the proper reaction to learning that is to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You guys are in your 20s and you're maxed on Toontown and you still play it all the time. We played it two days ago. Yeah. And we'll do it again tonight. And <laughs> we will. <laughs> Pancake and Dinky, baby. <laughs> Guess who's who in the comments? Yeah. Which one of us looks like a pancake and which one of us looks like a dinky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of my like favorite sister memories are also like family memories. Mm-hmm. Like they're just family vacations growing up. Morgan and I did a dance team together. As kids also, so like when I was in high school and Morgan was in middle school, we were on a competitive dance team together and we, I mean, that's how we started to get really close. Yeah. I think Morgan and I were kind of always close. Like as kids, I think we always, I don't know. I think we were all close as kids. Yeah. Um, and then Morgan and I started getting really close. Like when I, around the time I got my license Mm-hmm. and so I was driving Morgan to dance every day we would go to the studio together and then I was driving her to school every day and so since we had just joined like a that was also the same year that the dance team started mm-hmm. so it was like all of a sudden all at once we went from like having like a, a normal close sister relationship to being like well we do everything together now yeah and um I mean, to this day, some of my, like, most cherished memories are from dance team. Mm -hmm. That's definitely, like, the part of my, like, childhood that, like, I think of a lot. Yeah. Because we just had so much fun. Tell the story. (laughs) Okay. So, I think I was, what, 13? When this happened? Probably. Just to put context yeah. to it. So I was 13 and you were like 17. Mm-hmm. And our stu- dance studio owner let us all have a studio sleepover. No supervision. No supervision. Just us. Just two 17-year-olds seven- with well, a bunch of 13 It was like a 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, and then like and then five 13-year-olds. So it was like a bunch of 13-year-olds. <laughs> And it was like, we went to a very non-traditional dance studio to put it one way. Yeah. Um, It was the most fun ever. And honestly, I think that contributes to why dance team is like some of my best memories of all time. It was just because it literally, it couldn't have gone down like that at any other dance studio. Mm -hmm. We were really like, like family, like, yeah, at such a young age too. It was was chaos over there. It was so chaos. (laughs) But so we were having a sleepover at the dance studio (laughs) And <laughs> keep, going. keep going. And we, it was late. It was like two a.m. We had already had our fun. We were going to bed. We were all tucked in for the night. So when everyone's falling asleep, all of a sudden we hear at the door, <laughs> like bangs on the doors at two a.m. And all of us were like, literally, like, what the fuck? I remember you grabbed my arm. You were squeezing me, and you literally were like, Morgan, I love you. Like we're preparing, like for death like 
And we grew up in a small ass town, like okay, not a w- single crime for, had ever for happened. For context, in this town. also, the dance studio is right yeah. next door to the police station. <laughs> we are <laughs> next door neighbors next to door. the police station. Like, not even exaggerating. So that. it's like next okay, door. Neighbors. First of all, there's we live in. We grew up in a very very small town. I believe it was actually voted like one of safest the top ten most safest in towns in America. Yeah. Like. There was no reason for us to believe that no somebody was ever breaking into a dance studio that they somehow knew <laughs> that there were eight teenagers just in. This is like a... And also there was a door to the building and then the dance studio was upstairs. So they would have to gone through the front door and like yeah. somehow gone upstairs. They would have had to know that there were teenagers in this fucking work building at 2 a.m. on a Saturday and want something to do with us. And not only are they going to try to break in, but they're going to knock first just to fuck with us. Yeah. So, but it made sense at the time, it did. like in our heads. Yeah. And we were like, well, that's it. We're dying. Even and though it's also like, okay, if someone was targeting us, are they really going to target the dance studio right next door <laughs> to the police station? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So we were sitting there. We heard the knocks. We immediately started freaking out, dialing 911 immediately like no other thought just like 911 was dialing on our phones we hear another <laughs> round of like hard knocks and they were like stiff it was like boo, boo, boo. so we were like started panicking so we were on the phone with 911 we were like we're literally next to the police station and someone's trying to break into our dance studio and so then like we're on the phone with the police and then i don't know i think there was another round of knocks and then we were so freaking out and then all of a sudden there's like a bust. <laughs> There's a bust. And one of my friends the comes out of the bathroom, which was right across from the front door. Comes yeah. out of the bathroom. And she's like, guys, I was locked in the bathroom. Why didn't you come get me? And she was pissed. And she was a she mad. Was like, guys, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> why? I was locked in there. Like, why didn't you come get me? And we're like, we're on the phone with 911. We thought that this was from the front door and then i remember someone just kept saying over and over again to them they're like why didn't you say anything it's just knocking like we we're all so confused you're like why didn't you say you were locked in the bathroom it's like 10 minutes she was just like boo, boo, boo. like what well that was the thing it was like if you were locked in the bathroom wouldn't you just be like hey guys, hey, guys in the bathroom can someone help me someone pull up the door crying so then the police had to come walk over from next door and they see like a bunch of kids alone in the studio at two in the morning they're like we gotta come up and like check the place out it's protocol even though we were like no we're good so we were just locked in the bathroom it's so embarrassing it was humiliating and then we also like live in a town where like People read the police logs for fun because it's also like it's always ridiculous shit where someone like calls the cops because there's a squirrel in their front yard that's like causing a bunch of a ruckus. So then imagine the next day everyone's reading police beat. (laughs) All the parents of the kids that attend this dance studio reading police beat and being like, wait, what the fuck? A bunch of kids were at the dance studio at 2.30 in the morning and they called the cops because they thought there was a break-in. Turns out, it was just their friend that was locked in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. It was just so fucking ridiculous. But that story, like, there's so many like that. Oh, yeah. That's like dime a dozen with dance team. 
Yeah. There were so many good ones. Oh my god. One time Morgan got a clipboard stuck in her vagina. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> it wasn't stuck. <laughs> we just like saying that. But it we was. just like saying that. Because I that's what my grandma told me on the phone. Yeah. I had an accident involving a clipboard and my hoochie. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was in the hospital and my grandma calls Maddie. Our grandma. And she goes Morgan was like seven. Yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah, I was in fourth grade. And she just goes, Maddie, I'm not going to be able to pick you up at the bus stop. I'm at the hospital with Morgan. She has a clipboard <laughs> stuck in her vagina. I was like in seventh grade. I was like, Morgan has a what in her vagina? <laughs> <laughs> so now we just say that's what happened, even though that's, that's not, not what happened. happened. She jumped up a chair. I No, I didn't. That's a false theory. You were the precipitation <laughs> in, in the third grade water cycle play. Yeah, so I had... I put the clipboard between my legs because and jumped off a chair. No, no, no. Mom just likes to say that. I well, also the memory's kind of what? fuzzy, but I was not on a chair. Like in my me- okay, it was a while ago. I don't really remember it that well, but in my memory, I was not on a chair. I was on the ground, and I put the clipboard in between my legs because I had to show something with my hands because I was precipitation, and then I tripped. Okay. This is a new information that I've never heard before. <laughs> That's how the story happened. I heard that you were on a chair and you jumped off on top of the clipboard. Off on top? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> no. The, the, no, that's not what happened. I I was never on a chair. <laughs> okay, this makes more sense. It was like the side. Yeah, so then she had to be transported to yeah. the hospital. Yeah. I'm fine now, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Assumably, you're fine. This was like 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Just had to clarify. <laughs> I guess those are some of our sister stories. I'm sure we'll think of more as we answer other questions. And yeah. I think the second part of your question, I have another, another submission here that's going to require a similar answer so we'll save that one all right next one this is a little juicy okay i have an older sister and she dated this guy a few years prior we were two years apart and once i got to high school i started hanging out with the same guy she dated a few years prior i knew about their past of course but i couldn't help myself hashtag little sister hashtag evil question mark The hashtags really added to this story for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it caught my eye. I felt like I was in the circle. Yeah. Okay, Hashtag. so basically she started dating her sister's ex-boyfriend. I don't know if she started dating him or she hooked up with oh, him. Okay. It's unclear, but basically they're only two years apart. And the little sister went after the older sister's ex in some capacity. And she probably doesn't know assumably the older sister doesn't know damn that's fucked up yeah <laughs> that's i'll be honest I'd that's be wild. so serious with you right now that's fucked up yeah i love that you wrote hashtags though like you kind of think this is funny <laughs> <laughs> you're like hashtag little sister hashtag evil question mark like maybe yeah but i feel like it just like maybe 
Like, I think they, this is just a confession. They're not even asking for any advice. Because maybe they don't really care. Like, maybe they're just not that close. So it's, like, not a big deal I to guess. them if they just, like... I don't know. If anything happens to their relationship. But, like, I feel like this is, like, big enough that I could, like... That's wild, end though. A re- end your, like, a, you know, with e- your sister. Yeah, like, even if I wasn't close with a sibling and they did that, I would so still be pissed. Oh, yeah, still be pissed, but, like... Maybe she just doesn't care if the relationship gets ruined with her sister, you know? I guess. I guess I just don't relate to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. But yeah. I don't know. They're not asking for anything, so I guess this was just a confession. They needed to get it off their chest. Okay. So, are they evil? Maybe. Perhaps. Jury's out on that one, but it's not looking good based on the information <laughs> provided. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. Next one is, do either of you deal with feelings of jealousy towards one another or family members comparing you to in terms of professional life, dating, relationships, social life, wellness, etc.? If so, how do you navigate that? I also sort of added on another one that was similar in here. Do you guys have advice on how to stop comparing yourself to your siblings? I have a twin sister and I can't stop comparing our looks. She is thin and straight sized while I am plus size. And it's been that way since basically forever. I have phases in which I feel very confident. And at other times I just want to crawl out of my body. I'm working on fixing that, but sometimes I can't help but fall into old habits. So comparison. Comparison and siblings either by you comparing yourself or family members comparing you i feel like i definitely really struggled with that when i was um younger like uh i we used to or i i feel like i i don't know i feel like when i was younger my parents always thought i was doing things just because you were doing them Mm -hmm. like dancing and stuff like um, you started dancing before i did i'm pretty sure So well, it was, like I'm four years older than you. So yeah. So it was like it felt like whatever I was like struggling to find my own like interests and in things because it felt like obviously I I I liked this like you you yeah. had such an influence on me so like I I grown to like the same things that you did and I remember it was really hard to like actually like you know find like I was just questioning like do I actually like this or do I just like it because Maddie likes it yeah. But I feel like I've kind of grown out like out of that over time, obviously. But I remember struggling with that a lot when I was younger, when I was like in late middle school, early high school. Yeah, I think that's hard. I think that happens a lot with like younger siblings and older siblings. If you are the younger sibling and you're similar to the older sibling at all, mm-hmm. it's like anything that you say you enjoy or show interest in there's like some level of doubt from parents sometimes because they're like oh are you just doing this because maddie does it right or is this actually what you want which is really annoying especially because i felt like i i mean i even felt uncomfortable felt uncomfortable about that when it got closer to your like end of high school time and you would be like applying to colleges for dance Mm -hmm. because morgan's the dancer Dance was like a fun little hobby for me. I have never been a dancer in the way that Morgan has been. And 
I remember there being like not like our direct family, but more distant relatives that would always like, you know, be talking to Morgan about college and like reference me all the time. Like I feel like they couldn't talk mm-hmm. to you about pursuing dance without being like, oh, you're gonna be a performer just like Maddie. Yep. Like yeah. I was always brought exactly. up in some capacity, and I remember feeling uncomfortable because I was like okay but what morgan does and what i do is like totally different and like morgan's the dancer not me morgan's the performer i love performing but my kind of performing is very different than what morgan does so you don't have to bring me up you can just talk to morgan about her stuff yeah but i noticed that people would do that all the time and it always made me feel irritated for you yeah um and (laughs) I think it's Morgan and I have talked about the like second part of this before about like comparing looks as siblings because I don't feel like I ever really have not that I haven't struggled with being the one plus size woman in the family having Mm -hmm. you and mom be like so like conventionally beautiful not that I haven't struggled with that, but I don't think I've compared myself to you. Like, yeah, that makes sense. A- and I feel like probably the main reason for that is just because four years is not a lot of time, but it's enough time that like developmentally, I've felt like physically we've always been at very different stages until like, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. Whereas like as a high schooler, am I going to compare my body to a middle schooler's? No. As a college student, am I going to compare my body to a high schooler's? No. It was just like you were young young enough, younger enough than me that I, my brain didn't register your body as being something that I should be jealous of because I saw you as significantly younger than me. Just right. like at a different phase of life. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to compare myself to you i'm gonna compare myself to other girls i go to college with other people i go to high school with people on the internet that are the same age as me like i didn't feel like yeah i think the age gap was like just wide enough that i didn't really feel that but what i will say is that i feel like i have definitely had moments not where i have envied what you look like or what mom looks like but moments where i have envied what you must feel like like I've definitely envied like I've looked at other people and their bodies and just been like wow like how awesome it must be to go through life and not have to worry about the things that I worry about in terms of my body and so I feel like my any jealousy I've had towards you in that regard is more just because I'm like I wish that I could feel the way I assume that you feel as someone who doesn't have to be going through life in a body like mine, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, um, and that doesn't necessarily feel like um, a jealousy that's directed at you more that is just directed at anyone in a smaller body that I'm like perceived to have, you know, to be able to go through life and just not not feel that, not have to struggle with that, not have people say certain things to you. Um, 
So I don't know that I've ever felt any kind of urge to compare myself to you specifically in that way, at least. Yeah. With like situations involving jealousy or comparison in general, I tend to lean towards the school of belief of like, you should be handling your jealousy with other people and not with the person that you're jealous of. Cause I think very rarely are people able to communicate about jealousy in ways that are actually productive to the relationship. I think you have to be a very skilled communicator to like have an open conversation about active jealousy with someone and have it not impact the relationship. So I'm always Mm -hmm. like, if you're feeling jealous, like talk to other friends, talk to a therapist, talk to your parents before you bring it up with the person you're feeling jealous of. I think it's good to get to a place where you can someday have like an open conversation about those feelings. But I just know from experience that sometimes it does not go that well. (laughs) If you're not able to like take ownership of your jealousy, I don't think it goes well. Yeah, I feel like that's good advice because I feel like that's also a really hard emotion to like really nail down sometimes Mm -hmm. and explain well. Like you don't have to feel guilty for feeling jealous, but also you need to acknowledge that like it's not their fault that you feel that way. To summarize, confiding in other people and like letting yourself feel that jealousy and process it because it's all normal. And then maybe someday getting to a point where you're able to have an open conversation with each other about feeling weird and jealous or not in the jealousy department. I don't know. Jealousy and comparing yourself are like sometimes they're the same and sometimes they're not. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the like comparison thing is less a aspect of jealousy and more like a other people are forcing that on you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, In which case I think that that is kind of another amazing like open door for having a conversation and connecting with the other person about it because assumably they don't want you to feel like second best to them either in conclusion I think it's all about like seeking support from other people through those like through the heaviest parts of those emotions And then once you feel like you have a grasp on how you feel, being able to, like, seek support with your sibling and, like, open up to them, have open conversations with them about that feeling. It depends on the situation. Yeah. My advice changes depending on what it is we're specifically talking about. Um, (laughs) The next person just said, not a request, but I need you to do your icks about each other. I already I have one for Morgan and I I feel like I can't really think of many others but I will. Okay, go. My first ick for Morgan is that she puts her hair all over the walls in the shower and I hate it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's her ick. I do. That's the only one that feels obvious to me. So I think that that honestly that reflects positively on you if that's the only one that's the only thing that comes immediately to my mind when I think of your icks. Morgan thought of one for me last I night. Did. <laughs> That's the only one I can think of right now. <laughs> Maddie was like drinking water. Wait, actually, let me, can I demonstrate? Yeah. She had a water bottle instead of like 
just like you know drinking the water and like holding it up to her mouth she took like one big gulp put it right down and then put like put it right back up for another big gulp like this so this is how a normal person would drink it ready <laughs> right like a few gulps <laughs> I did a poor demonstration. and then this is how maddie did it wait i feel like i need like an actual like water bottle. But it was like a bottle of water, so she was really like. <laughs> I was like, "Why did you drink it like that? Like what?" And I just, I never, I thought it was so funny because I feel like I always do that, but I've never considered that it would be weird at all. It's definitely weird. It's just like when I'm really, I, I, I can't chug really water. Thirsty, why wouldn't you just? No, no, no. I cannot chug water. I need to like sip down, sip down, because I'll choke. I'm just not a, my, I can't do that. I didn't develop all of what I needed to learn as a child learning to eat and drink for the first time. <laughs> just because you did it so fast too. You were like, oh, oh. <laughs> because I, I need like, to like fully swallow. <laughs> like anytime I see anybody chug anything, like when people do, first of all, how the fuck do people shotgun anything? I would drown. I would actually <laughs> drown. But even like not even shotgunning, but when I see people like chug water bottles, I can't do that either. I have to stop. I have to pause and breathe. Well, you don't really have to put the water bottle down I, to no, do no. that. You but you go- do though, because I'm, I can't breathe in. I would have to stop. I can't do it. I can't multitask. <laughs> because what I'm going to, if I did that, no, 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 but this is worse sip. because the only the, what would happen if i did that is i would be drinking i have the water bottle up from my mouth hold on i'm gonna do it into the mic and you're gonna this is gonna be even a bigger ick to be honest this is empty but i have to be like and you just like hear me like breathing in through my nose while i do it which is like i'd be like you know when people like moan when they like eat and drink and shit that would be what i was doing if you're like really thirsty me taking the water bottle down is to spare all of us from that. Okay. So I can breathe better. <laughs> rather Fine. than rushing myself. Fine. Ick removed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm I gotta think of at least two more. We I think we have to think of three each. Oh god. That seems like a fair amount. I okay, I I thought of another ick. Okay. <laughs> you've never done this to me, but mom says you've done it to her. You can dispute it if you, if you want to dispute it. Well, I don't know if mom what mom says is probably not. Well, it's possible that she lied. Accurate. Yeah, it might not be accurate. But she has she said that you borrowed her undies. <laughs> no. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't borrow her undies. <laughs> Mom made me buy Morgan underwear over Christmas break because she was like, she keeps stealing my underwear. That is not what happened. I had, (laughs) I I had one pair of hers that I thought were mine. And then she was like, you took those out. And I was like, no, like I thought they were mine. (laughs) So now she thinks I like take her underwear, but like, I swear I don't take her underwear. Yeah. She was like, you need to go to the mall and get Morgan some new underwear because she keeps taking mine. I don't take other people. Okay, ick removed then. Thanks. If it's a lie. It is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was... I I did think of one, but it's... I don't... I haven't actually heard it in a while. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Your jaw? Yeah. 
yeah my jaw like unclicks it like literally unhinges itself from my face when i eat <laughs> but you haven't noticed it recently no i haven't but it's uh, it like her jaw like pops in and out of place yeah it, i don't notice it if you point it out to me then i notice it but other people can hear it a lot it louder than be, i can like yeah. feel it happening it used to be really like a few years ago i remember it was like click click like it sounded like you were like cracking bones. I was like, doesn't yeah. that hurt? But it hasn't happened in a while, so. That's probably a bad thing, I feel like. What? That it's just randomly stopped happening. My bones are just like Do wearing down. It? I mean, my jaw feels weird all the time. Mm. It's probably because I don't wear a retainer. Maybe. My overbite's coming back. Yeah. They told me I need Invisalign. Oh, really? Yeah. I go to the dentist and they're always like, you should order a new pair of retainers. I'm like, it's bad. I haven't worn a retainer in six years, bro. Yeah. You want me to start now? I guess. I don't want to, though. Morgan's a bed hog. No, I'm not. Not anymore. Well, you're still a blanket hog. You're just lucky I like being cold. I'm not a blanket hog either. Oh, I've literally you are. stayed a little like in my section. You have stayed in your section, but you are a blanket hog. Last night, I was literally like, first of all, we shared a king bed last night. We were at an Airbnb, and I'm like at the edge of the bed, and I'm like, I have a little tiny bit of quilt. And I was like, damn, like, is this just really like a not a great blanket? And then this morning, I wake up and I make the bed. And guess who has blanket like hanging all over their side of the well, bed? Well, I had an extra blanket that that I brought into the room that you didn't know about. Well, the, you were taking the quilt and the extra <laughs> blanket then? You're making your situation <laughs> worse. No, I thought you were just talking about the blanket. No, no, no. I'm talking about the quilt. You're lucky I like being cold because I wasn't that bothered by it. I did wake up like around 530 and I was like, mm, I would like to be a little warmer. You also did the same thing the f- first night that we were here, too. Mm-hmm. I was a little chilly. But I was like, at least well, she's on her side of I have bed. an extra comforter downstairs, so I'll, I'll go <laughs> grab it for you today. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> you can have your very own comforter. <laughs> Ick disputed. Ick retracted. <laughs> this is not how Icks are supposed to go. We, like, say an Ick, and then it turns into a debate on why the Ick is wrong. And then we can okay ick removed i guess that's all the icks we have i guess (laughs) sorry to disappoint i guess we're too nice i don't know so my sister and i get along so well we're living with each other in our 20s to save money and it's great but we usually have these yelling fights at each other like around a couple times a week always about random shit like if we go more than a week without it it's something i'm shocked by do you two argue slash fight and how do you resolve it any tips on lessening these sister arguments Thank you. And Illy. I think we used to fight a lot more when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have not lived with each other since then. Yeah. So. I feel like it's normal for like once in a while to have like a big yeah. fight. Maybe not every week. But also they're living together. But I feel like that's still. Like, it's still a lot to yeah. do multiple times a week. But also. It doesn't concern me. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Because, like, whenever we have fights, 
it's just it gets resolved on its own like we just kind of like get over it because we're like okay and you're actually the only person on earth that i think i can act like that with like i don't think there's anyone else on earth that i could just like like we we fight and then like maybe an hour later it's just like "Mm, so tunage yeah want to log on like it's like we just forget it happened it's not even like it has to be like a big apology fiasco it's just like it's done yeah we have a fight and then it's over mm-hmm. but i don't think there's anyone else on planet earth that i feel that way about but i feel like sometimes with siblings it's just like you fight and then it's like whatever yeah it's just easier but i like, like we've had like some stupid fights before like one time we got in a fight because we couldn't decide where to go for lunch do you remember that no i don't we were driving <laughs> it was on christmas <laughs> eve in like just 2017 me and you, me and you. i think I forget who was driving, if it was me or you, but we were trying to, we were going to go out to lunch with each other on Christmas Eve. This was like 2016, 2017, maybe. Mm -hmm. We were driving up a road that's literally like two minutes from our house. We would just left the house and I was like, okay, so where do you want to go? I feel like I had asked Morgan this like five, 10 times at this point and her indifference was driving me up a fucking wall where I would be like, do you want to go to, where do you want to go to this, this or this? And you'd be like, "Hmm, I don't care whatever and i just like was it was pissing me off and i was like morgan fucking pick something please and then you kicked off and i kicked off and we're yelling and then we pull over the car on the side of the road and one of us walked back to the house i think i walked back to the house and then you drove around for three hours and then our parents were like where the fuck is she i do not and i was tracking your location being like i don't know where she is we got to a fight because we couldn't decide what to go for i actually do not remember this like i'm like debating if this even happened like i really think you're just making this up no because that wasn't even that long ago but i have a memory of this no no no. and you know what year it was do you remember when i took that video of you out on the porch in the bathrobe that was mimicking the video of the vine that was a very that was not 2017 that was 2015 wrong i can pull it up on my fucking instagram stories right now I don't know. That seems like a very long time. It was that year. Hmm. And that was taken on Christmas. We had just gotten over it because it happened the day before. Oh. Well. You don't remember that? No. I don't know why. I also have kind of a bad memory when it comes to like... But anyways, the, the point of me telling that story is just to say that like sometimes stupid fights happen when you're siblings and it actually has nothing to do with each other it's like you have other things going on in your life and because you're so comfortable with each other you end up fighting yeah but it literally has but i think that's why it's so easy to resolve fights with siblings because i think you're like it literally whatever it's not you and i think that like sibling fights are normal and i think they are normal because you are closer because they are blood because it's like when you have a connection with someone where you're like, there's literally nothing on earth that could make us not besties. And you have like the understanding of having the same childhood, the same family members, the same trauma, anything like there's just like an understanding there that I, it's never that serious unless it is. We're talking about petty arguments right now. Not like, you know, if your sister fucks your ex-boyfriend, which that right is more serious. <laughs> Not being able to decide where to go to lunch, taking personal stress out on each other, that is different. And I think that's like all siblings 
do that. And I don't think it's really something to be concerned about. Like, I'm not worried for the state of your relationship (laughs) because you guys are fighting a lot in this phase of life. But I would maybe consider, like, what is the actual root cause of these arguments? Like, is it each other? Is it, like, a roomy issue and you guys just need to talk it out? Or is it, like, you guys are taking things out on each other because you're so close? So that was everything I pulled. We've been recording for a while, and this isn't even the end of the episode. We still have to recap a certain shower. Don't really remember what is called, but um, I'm going to pass it over to future Maddie because I haven't watched all of this week's episodes yet. So thanks for coming on to the show, Morgs. Thank you for having me. No, no, no. You're not responding correctly. I can't talk in a British accent. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Respond. Try it. No, no, no. Please don't make Just say, thanks for having me, babes. I can't do that. Just it's please. It's not going to come out. Just say, just <laughs> say, just say it. I can't talk in say, an accent. Say, thanks for having me on the show, babes. I can't do that. I can't do it. It's going to be so just say, just say, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> See? I told you. I'm not doing it. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it as hard as I try. Thanks, vibes. No. I say, no, I'm not doing it. Vibes. Nope, no, no. Please, just say vibes. Vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Stop! I can't do it. No, I'm so serious. Morgan, you you say it as if I don't have the worst British accent anyone has ever heard. I can't talk in any type of accent. It's so embarrassing. Thanks for coming on to the show, Morky Porky. <laughs> Morky Porky. Uh, see you again soon. See you. Nice to see you, mate. <laughs> I really can't believe this, but, you know, I really can't believe we've even gotten this far. Really, time just flies. Absolutely. It just goes out the window and... You never even knew it was passing in the first place. It's quite crazy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> We're at week three of Love Island, babes. Week three. How do they say week? Week. <laughs> I love how, like, sometimes experimenting with a British accent is, like, nothing more than just putting emphasis on different vowels. Week free, like free is the word that, that feels more obvious. Like just turn the TH into an F. Free. But then the week, it's like, I don't know what to do with that word. Week. So then I end up being like, week. Because <laughs> that's like the only way my brain knows how to make it British. <laughs> it has to be said like that. That's so funny. Can someone look into that? Like, how do how do I say those words that like there's no obvious way for me to say it? Week. Week. I was doing that when I was watching the show this week. I'm getting on a tangent already. But I was watching the show this week and I kept trying to pick up and repeat words that they were saying that I'm like, I can't say that word good. And I would try to repeat it the way they were saying it because I'm like, it's not like it has like an intense accent to it the way that some words do. But those words are the hardest ones to say because I'm like, I don't really know how to do what you're doing. The words that are like absolutely and words like that, those feel easier because it's like there's so much 
fun there you know it's so much to say but i also do know that especially because there's australians on this season of love island my british accent i i'm starting to notice that it is merging into an australian accent if it wasn't doing that already but it feels like justified because there's actually australians on this season so i'm learning a british accent from australians which obviously isn't working but when has it ever worked (laughs) anyways we made it through week three of love island baby i have so many words after this week honestly i really like this season i don't want to speak too soon right because things can go left right backwards we can go any type of direction still I don't know if this is going to end up in like my top three seasons of Love Island but I will say that right now the potential's looking good we're in week three and I feel like the drama is spicy I'm interested I'm fully intrigued so we'll see how it goes I'm still I don't think it's any season five Season five is the best season of Love Island, but it's early days. It could, you know, there's still time for it. So I'll hold out my opinions, but I will say I'm really liking this season so far. Okay. So last week we ended the week where they were playing that like dare game around the fire pit and the dare that Tom got was that he had to build his perfect woman using the face of one girl body of one girl personality of another girl awful question Uh, we knew it wasn't going to go over well and obviously it didn't Um, and Zara was pretty hurt by Tom's answer obviously there is a disagreement that ensues and Tom continues to prove that he is literally the fucking worst. I hate that man. So as Zara is expressing to Tom that this hurt her feelings and like, yes, it's a challenge. It's a game, whatever. Like it didn't matter. It hurt her feelings, which fair fucking enough. I think it would hurt anyone's feelings. I don't know. This is the thing about love Island is like when you're, when you're in the love Island mindset, and you're like, you see the world through the Love Island lens, the reaction is to go, oh, well, it's just a game. It's just a challenge. Like they were forced to answer that question. In a real world scenario, nobody would ever be put in a position where they'd even have to give an answer for that. And there's no good answer for a question like that, right? Like having to pick the face, body, and personality of three different women to build your perfect girl. Like that, it's no matter what answer you give, it's not gonna go over well and so the love island answer is to be like oh well it's just a challenge just a game it's not that deep but if this happened outside of love island like in real life it would always be that deep and it would always be fucking hurtful like i i think that very often in love island everyone really relies on like it's just a game it's just a challenge it's not that deep which i get it because the producers are making them do this and this is like the twisted and sick part of the show but those are things that would hurt anybody's feelings if this happened outside of the villa and it wasn't in a game or in a challenge and you wouldn't have that to rely on so I'm not really here for when the men want to minimize the ways that they hurt the women's feelings in moments like that because I'm like it's extremely reasonable that Zara's feelings are hurt right now not that it's necessarily Tom's fault because the 
producers are the ones that pose the question, but like this is the Love Island conundrum, right? Is that it's sick and evil and twisted, but it's great TV. So Zara and Tom are having their conversation following the challenge. My beef with Tom though is how dismissive he is of Zara during this and how I I believe this was before Zara pulled him for a chat. Um Zara was telling the girls how she was feeling and then Tom like got wave of what was being said and he starts going, "Oh, I can't deal with that. I can't deal with all this drama," which I have such a huge issue with Tom calling that referring to Zara being upset as drama I literally it sends me into a fucking rage when I hear men do that where they're like a woman reacting fucking accordingly for what happened Zara having a completely appropriate emotional reaction to what has just occurred whose fault it is probably the producers but you're still the one that said it Looking at her having a completely reasonable reaction to the situation and being, oh, that's too much for me. She's too dramatic. (laughs) It literally sends me. Like, Tom, have you considered you're fucking emotionally stunted? You're the problem. I can't. And you know what? I just want Tom to be out of the villa so badly. He is the issue in every scenario. I can't even deal with it. And we'll get more into that because I hate him. Um, additionally, during the challenge, Jesse was a little bit uncomfortable with the way that Will had acted. Ellie had pulled him to do a sex position in the game. They had to do that in order to get the challenges to like pop a balloon and get it. I don't know. So I guess Will was a little too enthusiastic and Jesse was like, that made me feel really uncomfortable. And Will issued a very sweet, very like, you're right that was too much of me immediate apology and I was like I need Tom and Ron to take some fucking notes here because you see how easy that is when someone tells you that something hurt your feelings and instead of getting defensive and being like oh that's too dramatic oh it's way too oh you just listen and apologize and say you know what I'll do better next time you see how little of a big deal that is Like, you're the fucking drama, Tom. This is what I don't... Like, he doesn't seem to get it, right? You're the drama. You are. If you're wondering why drama follows you everywhere, it's because you're the fucking drama, Tom. It's you, babe. Stop trying to pin it on the women. So anyways, next day, Zara and Tom end up ending it. It appears mutual. I think they're both kind of sick of each other at this point. And you know what? Good, because I'm tired of watching it. You guys are miserable. That man sucks. Um, and then we get a new girl entering the villa, Sammy, who is allegedly Ron's type on paper. Could you believe it? Could you believe that Ron's head is spinning yet again, babes? I could have seen it personally, could have seen it coming, which week three, my Islanders are Ron and Lana. So this wasn't looking good for me. (laughs) Points department. Cause if Ron's going to go for Sammy, then Lana's going to be like, Yeah, we're not doing this, which means no kissing, cuddling, snogging date points for me, which is exactly what happened. (laughs) So, new girl enters the villa. Ron is acting like a fool, as always. 
uh the boys are like having a conversation about like oh dude she's crazy she's so beautiful like who likes her after they all meet her and it's like ron and kai are really the two that are being the most fucking weird about it tom is also clearly into her it seems like everyone kind of is into her but um tom kai and ron were clearly the standouts in like if Sammy was throwing back any of that energy as well. And in this conversation, uh, Shaq says to Ron immediately, and he's like, if you even entertain Sammy briefly, if you go for this at all, like Lana is done with you. Laid it out plain and simple for him. And I was like, am I a Shaq stan now? Like, I kind of love him. I love how... He calls everyone out. He has no problem being like, dude, you're a fucking asshole. You're making a mistake right now. And I love people like that. I love people that are able to be like blunt and honest with their friends, but it comes from a place of like, I love you and you're better than this. And I feel like Shaq just fucking nails it. And he's done it with Ron so many times and he does it later in this week as well. But seeing him be like, dude, you know what's going to happen if you try to pursue Sammy. Like, Lana is going to be done with you, and is that really what you want? She's such a sweet girl. Are you really going to do this to her? I was like, king behavior. I love him. Later on, Olivia and Tom have a chat about reopening things, which is interesting because, again, this man is the most boring man on the face of the planet. My friend Mika so eloquently said that he has the personality of a broomstick, and I could not agree more. I just simply do not know what is in the water in that villa that makes all of these women think that Tom is a catch in any capacity. I don't get it. (laughs) So then Ellie pulls Tom to have a chat and Ellie and Tom have been flirting this whole time. And Tom has said to other people that he's just not that into Ellie, sees her more as a friend. But then to Ellie's face is very flirty with her. So Tom has the conversation with Olivia. And then immediately after his conversation with Olivia, Tom is having a chat with Ellie. And it's both happening on the terrace. So Olivia comes down from the terrace and she's in the kitchen telling the girls like, oh, I just had a chat with Tom about reopening things. Like it went so well. I'm like really excited about it, really happy. And they pan out to like this shot, this wide shot where you can see them in the kitchen having that conversation. And then right one floor above, on the terrace you can see ellie and tom getting very close they end up sharing a kiss <gasps> this man sucks he sucks so much i hate him what the fuck <laughs> like what fucking freak behavior is that you just like i literally it makes me sick it makes me fucking ill you are a freak tom he literally had a conversation with olivia said i want to explore things with you i'm looking into i you know want to reopen things with you and then goes off has a weird conversation with ellie who he's been telling everyone else he's not into and then has the audacity nerve and gall to kiss her and you know what these girls are too nice to him because the reaction that followed this Zara is the only person that reacted accordingly in my brain. Like I, they're not, they're all being too nice to him. Tom needs to be dogged out way more fucking often. And unfortunately, I don't know if that's going to happen because of what happened next. So 
literally immediately after kissing Ellie, Tom walks downstairs and continues to talk shit about her, saying that there's no spark and she's boring and he only sees her as a friend. Immediately after fucking kissing her and continuing to flirt with her and lead her on, demon fucking behavior. I need this man off my screen immediately. Then next day, again, it's like typical poolside chats all day. Samri, we learn that Sammy's interested in Tom, which again, why? We don't know. That's a question that literally not even God herself could answer. Um, Olivia's complaining about Tom, saying that he was super interested but hasn't put an effort since they had that conversation. Learning that Ron's type is just brunette and tan, which checks out for the intelligence I've perceived off of that man. Where Olivia's like, Sammy's totally my type. Like, she's brunette and she's tan. That's it. That's my fucking type. It's like, that's beautiful. That's so simple and just to the point. And his his little brain couldn't couldn't think of more of that. It just he could not possibly have more of a detailed image of what he's looking for in a partner. She simply just has to be brunette and tan. And if she is, that is enough for his entire head to swivel from sweetheart Lana that we all love and live for to Sammy. Simply she is brunette and tan and that is it. And that is enough for him. Um, then Tom again telling Olivia that he doesn't feel anything for Ellie. Well, he literally just kissed her last night, has not told a single person about it. Ron and Kai had a moment where they were sitting on the beanbags talking about Sammy with each other, where they were serving Jack's from last season energy, to put it one way. Um, they're laughing about being players, which is I can't understand this. I literally, I can't understand it. And you know what? Thank God I don't fucking understand it. I'm so glad that I will never understand what it's like to behave like that on TV, no less. But they're, you know, having a little joke, having a little laugh about how they're players and they're both interested in Sammy and, you know, their their eyes are wandering, their heads are spinning. So funny, isn't it? So hilarious to make the women that you're currently in couples with feel like shit about themselves. <laughs> That's so funny. Like I'm... I can't with that, but Ron and Kai, don't you worry. We will get to you later. Right now, what's more important is Ellie told Will about the kiss that she shared with Tom. And Will was immediately this sweet little boy. He was like, I'm overwhelmed by learning this piece of knowledge. Like, I have to get it off my chest, share it with someone. This is not good. So Will tells Jesse, Shaq, and Tanya what Ellie told him. And he's like, what do I do? What am I like... I need help. Like, what's the game plan here? Should we bring it up with Tom? Like, should we tell Olivia? Like, what's going on? And before they can come to a conclusion here, a text comes in that sends Will and Jesse out on their first date. So Will and Jesse leave the villa, which leaves Shaq and Tanya with this piece of information. Did we really think Tanya wasn't going to tell someone? Of course not. So Tanya is like, I can't hold this piece of information in. Let me go tell Zara. So the second that Zara hears this piece of information, Tanya's like, you can't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone that this is going on, that this happened. Like it needs to just stay between us. And Zara's like, I'm sorry, but I have to tell Olivia right now. This cannot wait a second more. We can't wait for when Will comes back to the villa. Like we need to tell Olivia right fucking now, which I fucking loved. I was like, fuck yeah. Especially because Olivia and Zara have had so much conflict. The fact that Zara in this moment was able to put all of that to the side and be like, fuck no. Like, I don't give a fuck what my issue with Olivia is or what problems that we've had. Like Tom isn't going to get away with treating her like that. We need to go tell her right now. I was like, love it. 
loving and living for it girl power <laughs> so they tell olivia olivia immediately walks and is like tom can i play you for a chat and it was like "Ooh, it's happening so olivia eloquently calls this bitch out he's sitting there stuttering deer in the headlights had no idea what to say he starts spewing bullshit tom's defense was saying that ellie came on to him <laughs> he's like well she came on to me like uh, i don't know even though olivia was like you were telling me literally this morning that you weren't interested in her and that you saw her as more than a friend i mean you only saw her as a friend and meanwhile you had kissed her Last night, like literally 10 minutes after you told me that you were wanting to pursue something with me, like actually go fuck yourself. <laughs> and um, so that happens. Meanwhile, while that's happening, Zara walks over to Ellie and is like, just so you know, Tom has said that he sees you as just a friend and he's going over kissing you while he's already told everyone else he's not interested in you. And he's told Olivia that he's interested in pursuing something with her. And so then Olivia storms away and the boys immediately all go over to Tom. First of all, Aaron's a fucking loser. I've heard some bad things about him. A few of you commented saying that he's, he's got some bad stories of him going around. I haven't heard the details, but I believe it because he is a weirdo. He's just a weirdo. Imagine seeing that interaction observing what's been going on in the villa and instead of your first reaction being to like ask Olivia if she's okay to you know do some type of like you know being a real friend to either of those people would be either comforting Olivia or calling out Tom he did neither of those things he goes over and starts rubbing Tom's back and be like it's okay bro fuck her and it's like what you're a fucking loser like I can't he's just he does that all the time anytime there's conflict he's you know he's by his bro's side just being like you did nothing wrong bro don't worry about it <laughs> even if they've absolutely done something wrong Shaq on the other hand my fucking king coming back in again to shut Tom down immediately he comes over and he's like Tom you're an asshole <laughs> you're an asshole and an idiot and like honestly you deserve what's coming to you <laughs> because you behaved like that and Tom's like you don't know the whole full story bro like yeah, you don't even see what happened like don't come at me like this and Shaq's like I'm gonna come at you like this because you're a fucking idiot and I was like ah king behavior from Shaq yet again suddenly Shaq and Will are my favorite islanders and who would have ever thunk that who would have ever fucking thunk that my favorite islanders would be men but Shaq and Will they're kind of fucking killing it this season and you know what it's no surprise that Shaq and Will are the two like most decent dudes in that villa and they're the two that are in successful relationships that are actually progressing who to thunk who to fucking thunk isn't that so shocking to learn that the two men that are the most emotionally competent are the ones that are in successful things that are developing it makes so much sense the math is mathing and i like it it's pleasing to my brain then after all of this while the boys are all over by tom zara's like you know what this is a great time for me to go bitch out tom and you know what he deserved every fucking second of it and i loved her for it because she successfully got under that bitch's skin oh she like said something about how like your parents must be so proud of you vibes something like that i don't know she 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 brought his parents into the story which just set him off and the boys had to like go comfort him in the other room he's like don't listen to her bro <laughs> 
<laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, Zara. She kept all that pent up anger towards that man inside her and was like, let's unleash it right now. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was really, that was girl boss behavior. And I was a big fan. And yeah, again, Aaron is just such a big fucking loser, always siding with the guys with absolutely no support to the women. Like, observe Shaq for a second, because Shaq is doing a great job of like maintaining his friendships with the other men in the villa while calling them out the way that real friends should and providing support to the women. I think Will does that as well. So I'm just saying like you can call your friends out for being fucking assholes. You do know that, right? Just checking in. Because it doesn't seem like you know that. Um, yeah, I just can't fucking deal with... And this is something that I feel like we've seen so many times this season already. With like... I mean, this happens every season of Love Island and in life in general. This is just like a common occurrence. But what I cannot fucking deal with is men being super disrespectful. The women then responding accordingly to those men being disrespectful and then the men being like oh she's she's such a bitch she's so much drama like I can't do it this is too much for me as if they didn't fucking start it like that's what I literally can't deal with I cannot deal with someone being like literally the worst fucking person imaginable and then you react the way that any normal person would react and they get mad at you for reacting that way and it's like, oh, okay, let me get this straight. You're allowed to act like the biggest douchebag on the face of the planet. Be totally disrespectful to me. And I'm just expected to either take that or two, if I do call you out on it, I have to reply to you in the most like kind and scripted way possible or else you're going to call me a bitch and say I'm dramatic. Literally go fuck yourself. And you know what? We've all been in situations where someone has done that to us, where it's like, you're going to get mad at the way that I'm reacting when you're the one that took it that place, took it to that place in the first place. You're the asshole. I'm just reacting accordingly to your fucking behavior. If you're looking so deeply for who the drama is and where all of this, oh, it's too much is coming from, you need to look inwards, babe. Like, I'm sorry. Did you want me to just sit here and be like, oh yeah, it's cool that you're super fucking disrespectful to me. Or did you want me to sit down and be like, mm, just so you know, like, you know, it's not a big deal or anything. And like, I forgive you, but it really hurt my feelings when you did this. But like, don't worry about it. Like, do you want to be coddled all the fucking time? If you act like an ass, you're going to get called out. And I don't have to like police my tone to make it so that it's the most acceptable for your fucking ears to take in. Like you are an asshole. People are going to react accordingly. And to react to that, by being like, you're, oh, she's a bitch, she's a drama, she's too much. It's like, you deserve jail time. I actually cannot deal with that. Have you considered that you're a sexist? <gasps> Have you considered it? And that's the, this is the other thing, is that if you said that to half these dudes where you're like, well, that's sexist that you are reacting like that and like your, your reaction to her responding to you accordingly and appropriately is to call her a bitch and say she's dramatic. Like, have you considered that's rooted in sexism? They don't be like, I'm not sexist, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? I would never, that's now you're dramatic for saying that. Like, I can't. I can't. You guys suck. <laughs> so then we make it to the recoupling. The couples that end up coming out of it are Shaq and Tanya, Will and Jesse, Olivia and Spencer, Ron and Tanyelle, Aaron and Lana, Kai and Sammy, and Tom and Ellie, which means that Zara is dumped from the island, which 
is super dumb. I kind of saw it coming when the recoupling happened at the time that it did because all of the the guys were the ones that were getting to choose. And at that point, I felt like all of them were on bad terms with Zara or were, you know, they're in their Tom era where they just defend everything he does, even though he's the fucking asshole. So I was disappointed to see Zara go home um, because I did think that she brought so much goodness to the villa. Um, and she was entertaining as fuck. And I love that she was calling those bitches out. So I'm sad that she's gone. So then after that, two new boys end up entering the villa, Jordan and Casey, which they're both dumb sexy. I'll be honest. I think both of them are more attractive than anyone else that's currently in the villa. So when I saw them come in, I was like, oh, if I was there, I'd be really fucking excited because <laughs> they're both very cute. Um... Kai and Olivia start exploring things, which I just, Olivia, I think we need to have a chat on what type of guy you're interested in because you're hopping from one man with the personality of a broomstick to another man with the personality of a broomstick. So Olivia has successfully chosen the two most boring men in the villa. Um, and congratulations to her for that. Her and Spencer sort of put a thing, put a pin in things, which I felt like I saw coming. She clearly just wasn't that into him. I like Spencer though. I think he's cool. I feel like we haven't seen a lot of him, but I like that he's a sex toy salesman. So he still has my, my full support. (laughs) And then there was a kissing challenge, which Tanya ended up winning and then Shaq got mad at Tanya for winning because he was like, oh, so you were like putting in a lot of effort to those kisses to make it so that all the other guys rated you highly. And he was upset about that, which again, this is a situation that would never exist outside the villa. So it's like, I understand being irritated at that and having that trigger some type of insecurity in you. They ended up resolving that. That was fine. I don't know if anyone else caught this, but Tom's a weird chapstick guy. And when I saw it, I was like, that makes so much sense. But he, it was like very briefly in a conversation with the guys, it was a very quick shot where he pulled chapstick out of his pocket to apply it and he twists it up. And it was that it was like a skinny little sliver. You know, those people that put the chapstick inside their mouths and are like, and then it comes out this like skinny, skinny little sliver of a chapstick, like absolute psychopaths. <laughs> He's one of those people. And you know what? It makes so much fucking sense that he is that person I saw it immediately my brain soaked in that information I was like he's a weird chapstick guy of fucking course Tom is a weird chapstick guy that makes so much goddamn sense so if I was Zara that would provide me with a lot of joy knowing that Tom is a weird chapstick guy (laughs) so then we reach the end of Friday's episode where The boys are up for elimination based on a public vote. They get down to the bottom three boys, which I believe are Aaron, Spencer, and Kai. And then the Islanders are going to vote on who to save, which happens next week. And that's what you missed on Glee. That's week three of Love Island. So the drama is heating up. Everything is getting a little crazy right now. I think that... You know, I don't want to speak too soon in saying that Shaq and Will are like complete kings because we still haven't reached Casa Amor. And as we know, sometimes that is truly when people's true colors come to the surface. Um, 
But right now, Shaq and Will are great to me. I like them. Um, Ron, I really want him to like just... He's just too immature to date, to be totally honest. I think that Ron, like... <laughs> He just shouldn't be on this show. And I'm really hoping that Lana ends up going for Casey because she did go on a date with Casey. And I think he's very cute and very sweet. And I think that Lana would enjoy him a lot more than Ron. Casey's older than Ron. He's a little bit more mature, it seems. And I hope that Lana gives Casey a fair shot. But Based on the little that we saw this week, it feels like she's just going to go running back to Ron, which sucks because I just think that she is so much cooler than Ron. But I think the shitty part is that she thinks that Ron is so much cooler than her, which I think is why she's like so enamored with him is like she thinks that he's just like this funny, cool guy and she's a little bit more shy and reserved and she's not his usual type. And even though his usual type is literally just brunette and tan, like it's not like anything fucking, but you can hear the way she speaks. Like, I feel like she's undercutting herself and being like, well, Ron's so this, and I'm just, I'm just this, that I don't know. I feel like she'll end up going back to Ron after all of it. I hope not though. Because Casey is very cute. And I think that she and Casey would do well together. But we'll see. As far as who makes it to the final, though, it'll be interesting to see if Shaq and Tanya and Will and Jesse are both couples that make it all the way through. Um, I don't know if... I mean, maybe one of them could win. But sometimes I feel like when you have couples that are, like, solid from, like, week one, week two... Sometimes by the end, you're like bored of them. So they get less screen time. So then by the time when people go to vote for their final couples, it's sort of like, uh, like we could vote for Shaq and Tanya or Will and Jesse because they've had like the longest time to develop as a couple. And maybe they have the best shot on the outside world. But like by the end of the series, how much do you really see of their relationship? Especially if it's just been like smooth sailing all the way through. I just don't know if either of them would end up winning if that's the case just based on what we've witnessed in other seasons so I don't know we'll see I kind of feel like early prediction but like I think if Lana recoupled and left left Ron for some other guy I think that Lana could win I don't think Lana and Ron can win but I like I think Lana as an individual can win if she leaves Ron food for thought because I think that that kind of story of like she struggled in here but then she said fuck you and she left and she found someone else who the audience likes better but it has to happen soon because if you wait too long I feel like it can't happen unless she's like really loved like she's an amber season five amber situation which I don't think the lawn is an amber mid to any capacity amber was a sleigh but I do feel like if Lana dumped Ron, went for someone else, and had, like, some growth with another person, Lana could win. But we'll see, won't we? (sighs) There's just so much more to happen, so much more drama to unfold. So I'm excited for next week. Next week in the Venomite! (laughs) And that's it.
for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. You're so sexy and gorgeous. Mwah, mwah. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye.